0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Daf My name is Yitzchak, Shalom, and I'm uh, Masachet, Brachot, Tav, Lamud Bet, Amud Bet. We're going to now analyze the rest of the first Mishnah, Hasidim HaRishonim Hayu Sho'in Sho'a Achat. So he said that the early Hasidim would wait one Sha'h whether well, it means a full hour or a certain time period before tefillah, in order to focus. Manan what was the source of this idea of waiting before tefillah? Mishraim Levi and afterwards, so happy are those who sit in your house, and then they praise you. You also have to sit and wait a measure of time after your tefillah. They thank you. Then they sit facing you. So this brighter brings us both the rule of the Mishnah, this added uh, rule of time before and after tefillah, based on the same psukim. So for each tefillah, and this bright is going to, or the analysis of this brighter is going to take it literally, They would wait uh, an hour, pray for an hour, and wait for an hour. So if that that means that nine hours of the day were spent on tefillah, an hour before shacharit and an hour afterwards, the same thing for mincha, the same thing for arvit. So how would their work be done? Because they were chasidim. Their Torah was guarded, meaning they did not lose their Torah, even though there was time that they did not spend studying. And their Malachah was blessed. The version of Yishalmi is Torah Tamit Barachet. Interesting comments on that. All right, the rest of the Mr. said, Even if a king uh, uh, greets you in the middle of tefillah, unlike what we saw about Shema, where you interrupt to say Shalom or to respond Shalom, here, even if a melech interrupts you, you do not respond. Or if Yosef, Lashan machi Israel, that's only if it's a Jewish king. Malche HaGoyim, if it's a non-Jewish king, you have to stop, because it's going to kill you otherwise. Watch this challenge. If you were praying and you saw a tough guy coming towards you, a thug, or uh, carriages are coming right at you, Don't stop, just quickly finish. So Lokashadavshal Katsair, Vik um uh Hadalafshar Khatzer. So if you're able to finish quickly, then you should do so and not interrupt your Tvilah. But if you can't, then interrupt. Shal Katshma Katsair. Velo mafsi. Good. Tan Rabbanan, interesting story. Maseb Chasir Khad Shan Palavaderk. There was a chase, and he was praying on the road. So a uh, Greek general came or a governor came, and he greeted him. He didn't answer he his tefillah. So the fellow understood he was praying. He waited till he finished prayer. He said, "You empty man! In your Torah it you got to watch yourself carefully.' And the same parakins varim, you got to be very careful for your life." Why didn't you respond to my greeting? If I would decapitate you, who would claim your blood for me? In other words, who would avenge me? You avenge it from me. Let me just make up to you. Let me appease you. Give me a minute. Let's say you were standing in front of a king. A human king. And a friend of yours came up and greeted greeted you. Would you say hello back to the friend in the presence of the king? He said, no. And if you would turn around and ignore the king and say hello to your friend, what would they do to you? This fellow was clearly into decapitation. They would kill me. They'd cut my head off. So, You are afraid when you're standing in front of a human king. He's here today, dead tomorrow. And nonetheless, you're afraid. I'm standing in front of the king of kings, the Holy One. He's here forever. How much more so I should be afraid to greet my colleague, my friend, which is you. Another human, the uh, hegmon was appeased and the chassid went home safely. Okay, and the end of the Mishnah said that if even if a snake is wrapped around your feet, you shouldn't stop to tefillah. Again, that's only a snake. For a scorpion, meaning if it's poisonous, you have to stop. So, it depends what kind of snake it is, of course. Watch this challenge. This is from the end of Yivamot, when we we could testify that a man has died so his wife could remarry. If he fell into a lion's den, we don't testify that he died because a person could live. After all, we have Daniel. But if he fell into a snake and scorpion pit, we testify that he's dead. Which means that a snake is also poisonous. So why do we distinguish between a snake and a scorpion when it comes to tefillah? That's different because if you fall in, you irritate and agitate them by falling on them and they're going to kill you. But if a snake simply coils up on your leg, he might not do anything. Let's say you're saying tefillah and you see oxen coming towards you. You stop. We should stay 50 amot Away from a short time when you see a Sho muad who has a history of violence, you should stay as far, as far away that you can't even see him. if you see that the uh, that the ox is picking up his head from his basket then um, then you should uh, jump up to the roof and kick the ladder out from under you so that uh, he because he can go crazy and come after you in other words. It's bad to hang around with, uh, bovines. And, uh, and if you see one when you're dominating, stop immediately and get out of the way. That's only a black ox and only in the spring. Because he, literally, the Satan is dancing between his horns, which means he's, uh, he's all feverish and crazy and a get violent. There was a place where there was a, evidently a wild kind of animal. By Mazika It was uh hurting people. So um Rash is here that this arod is a kind of uh a, a hybrid animal from a snake and a turtle and uh so it's a mule of some sort and uh, and it was there hurting people. So they told the charismatic, Rabbi Chalim Mendoza, who is a miracle worker, Show me his hole that he hides in. They showed it to him. He put his foot onto his heel over the over the hole. So the Arod came out and bit the heel, and the Arod died. He then picked up the dead Arod, brought it into the Beit Midrash, which Chalim Mendoza did. The Arod doesn't kill. Sin kills. In other words, if you got the right guy, then the arrow will die. So they came up with a very interesting aphorism. Woe to a man who meets an Arod, and woe to the arrow who has the misfortune to encounter a chenina mendoza. Okay, the next Mishnah. 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 We mention God's power with rain in the bracha of Tchiyat HaMetim. We refer to ruach. as Mashiach HaRuach. We ask for rain in B'rachat HaShanim. And we mention havdalah in the bracha in Tefillah. Rabbi Kiva says, havdalah should be a separate bracha, number four, in Tefillah. Rabbi you should say it in Modim. Okay, we'll see why. Now go back to the beginning. To my time. Why do we say Geshem in Tchiyat Tameitim? We talk Shkula K'tchiyat It's compared to Tchiyat Tameitim throughout the Veyim. Rain is uh, so sort of representative of resuscitation. That's why they put it there. So my time. We also talk she he Parnasah because the Brachad Berchat is sustenance. So rain brings sustenance. So we ask for rain in the asking part of Tfilah. In the bracha for Parnasah, Havadala <laughs> bechonein dot Why is that there? My Tam Ariyos said, "Mitochshi chokma kavuah brachat chokma." It takes wisdom to discern between things. Therefore, they put it into the bracha of wisdom. Rabbanan said, "Mitochshi chol ificha kavuah brachat chol." Rabbanan say, since it's the it's uh, a bracha about chol, they put it in the first chol bracha of your tefila, which is a tachonein. Kamal okay. Rami Gedola Dei Ashi Nibit Chilat Daat is so great it's the first of the brachot of things we ask for during the week. V'yamar Rami Gedola Dei Another great thing about knowledge, Sheni Nibit Steo It's between two mentions of God's name. Shene El Dei Oot That's in Chanah's Tefilah. V'Chomish Sheinbo Dei Ashi So the Racheim Anybody has no knowledge, you shouldn't have compassion for him. Shinemarki Lo Am Bino Tu Alken Sayu. He is not a discerning nation, therefore God does not have compassion for. Rabalazar Gadom Mik Mikdash in So not only is wisdom mentioned between the mentions of God's name, but so is the Mikdash and Emar Paalta Adonai Mikdash Adonai Kunuadacha in Chiratayam. Vyamura Balazar Kaladamshish Potea. Now we're going to connect the two Kilimabeta Mikdash Anybody who has real wisdom, real knowledge, it's as if the Mikdash is built in his in his today's why because both of them are placed between two mentions of God's name in Tanakh so is vengeance also great just because it shows up between two mentions of God's name in its proper context it is great and Ula said, why does it say El Nekamot Adonai, El Nekamot Ofiyah? Why does it say Nekamot twice? Achat One is for the good. That God came from Harparan, where he exacted judgment on the nations who refused to accept the Torah. And LaRa, That's when God exacts his judgment elsewhere. Okay. Did you say Abdullah is a separate fourth brachat? Since i the ones who established all of our liturgy. Why don't we see where they established Abdullah to settle this disagreement? Originally, Abdullah was made part of Tefillah. He once they became wealthy, meaning Am Yisrael, kavu al They said, you know what? Instead, say it on a cup. We say a cup of wine. He enu they became impoverished again. Chazruv a kavu upet They put it back in tefillah. They're mamroah. They put tefillah tzach But of course, those who can should still say it al akos. Also, eat manami. I'm Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Miokhanan. I'm shaking my salt water to <laughs> so the Rabbi Yochanan gives the same exact report uh, as reported by Reb Chia Baraba, as we heard from Hashem Baraba. Okay, very good. Now, how does this answer the question? It seems to be what it means is that we don't have access to the original takana because it went through a couple of different iterations, and as a result, we don't really know what part of tefillah they originally established it in. So we can't settle this disagreement. All right. So again, if you, even though you say havdalah in tefillah, you have to say it alakos also. And we challenge that ruling from the following if you left out or you have to go back and daven again. If you missed on Saturday night or Tov, you don't daven again. Because you could say it on a cup. Sounding like you ideally say it in tefillah and if you did say it in tefillah you're done. But if you forgot to say it tefillah you have a second option which is kos. So it sounds like you do not need to do both. So so don't read that that statement is that you could say it on a kos. Read rather that if you didn't say that you are, you don't have to go back because you're gonna say it on the cup in any case. So somebody asked Rabbi Yochanan. And I heard him say, A'm abdul Although, The question was, Do you have to say Avdala Kos even though you said it in Tefillah? Yes, you do. Ibai, ibai abdul what about the opposite way? What happens if you said Abdullah first, and then said Mariv? Do you have to say Abdullah and Mariv, if you already said Avdala Lakos? Yitzra, mit says, tfilah, After all, Tfilah was the original Takana. So Amri, even though you did the main takana, you still do alakos. Hamavdil alakos, the lavi karta kantei. So if you say abdal alakos, which is not the main takana, no kol Certainly, you should say it in Tfilah. So now Racha Aricha, of Chanichinah, the tefila He made it sound like there was an option, and saying tefila is better. If you did both zoo zoo you know khul ba khul show if you said both then you get khot on your head it's a great thing so wait a second i go kasha that's a contradiction i'm not doing with philosophy bach khot mi you said philal is better almat filal khurasan get philal alone is enough and it's like a choice a or b well a is better than b But a tiny and then we said if you did both you are khul ba khot on your but how could that be the came do not think my since you yot with filal Iftar, Rabbi Bracha Sricha. That means that the Bracha on the coast is now an unnecessary Bracha. Saying an unnecessary Bracha is violating the prohibition of taking God's name in vain. So why is it so good to say the Bracha on the coast after you said it if it's unnecessary? We have to reformulate the saying. If you said Avdalah in Tfilah and not on the coast, then you get this Brachot. Because according to his position, either one is enough and the Tzfilah is better. It's a big tispochet, what this means. Um, and uh, for for our purposes, we're going to read it. Um, as Rashi does, which means you didn't say it in Tefillah, and then somehow you didn't say Alakos either. Then Choseh Lerosh, sounding like you've got to go back to the beginning of Tefillah, because uh, you you don't have either kind of Havdalah. So what's the follow? What's the Amalekhi Kiddush, just like Kiddush. Ma Kiddush Avagadim Kaddish V'tzalot Av Kaddish Akasa. Just like you say Kiddush in Tefillah. Atak Kiddush at Yom HaShfi'i, Baruch And yet you say Kiddush Alakos. Av Avdalah Nam Avagadim Av Tzalot And the same thing with Avdalah. Even though you said Avdalah, in Tefillah you have to say Avdalah Alakos. This, of course, fits very well with the Rambam's uh, symmetry that he presents between Havdalah and Kiddush of saying they really both are fulfillments of the um, of the uh, uh, of the um, mitzvah of Kiddush uh, that must be done at the beginning and at the end of Shabbat. Okay, Rabbi we say the brachan here's a story Rabbi Zeir was riding on a donkey back him. So he said, "We certainly know in Rabbi Yochanan's name." So I heard Rabbi Yochanan's name that we follow Rabbi name, which is to say, havdalah in Hoda'ah in Modim when Yom Tov falls on Saturday night, because there's no chol to put it in. he said, "Yes, indeed." So halacha mikhlal the pligi, why anybody disagrees? V'lo pligi, they certainly disagree. V'a pligi Rabbanan, the Rabbanan disagree In our Mishnah. So aim at a pligi Rabbanan, Mishayimot Hashanah. I only think the Rabbanan disagree the rest of the year. Yom tov shechal liyot achar Shabbat m'i pligi, since when do they disagree on yom tov shachal liyot shabbat achar Shabbat, because the problem is that there is no place to put a tachor on tanu. Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Akiva disagrees, and he says, say it as a separate brachat. So do the same thing on Yom Tov Saturday night. So, the rest of the year we don't follow Rekiva in this. Why should we do it now? So, why don't we follow Rekiva the rest of the year? They made 18 brachot, not 19. We don't make an add, a new bracha for Havdalah. We just insert it. Same thing for Yom Tov. There's 7 brachot, not 8. He said, no, you have it wrong. We don't have a ruling that the halacha follows Rebbe L'yezer, rather that they incline towards Rebbe L'yezer's opinion. <speaking in Hebrew> the meaning is they agree to his opinion. meaning there's all sorts of shadings here on how much we accept Rebbe <speaking in Hebrew> Is probably right. He is very careful to learn from Rabbi Yochanan, because the whole question is, what did Rabbi Yochanan rule? Just like Rachva does in Pumbadita, he's is a uh, a student who is very careful to to learn properly. All right. So as an example of how he would learn from Rabbi Yehuda and get his should be Rabbi Yehuda, and get his rulings exactly right to the to the nano. To the uh, to the to the millimeter. I don't know about matin, nirin, moadim. I know something here in Bavel that Rav and Shmuel Bavel. They established a jewel in Bavel. What did they establish in the first in the one bracha of tefillah that we said Yom Tov? They added an insertion. Uh, They added in Havdalah into that which was This is one of the oldest philot we have on record. In other words, they did not rule like Rebbe Leezer and say that you put uh, Havdalah into Modim. Rather, they said you put it into the main bracha of tefillah, of Yom Tov, and this is the nusach that we have. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the final podcast in this very short fifth parak. The next time, you should have a wonderful day.